What's coming next in the moral revolution? What is the greatest threat in the Equality Act? I'm Mark Harrington, and you've tuned in to Activist Radio on The Mark Harrington Show. The Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can find out more about Created Equal by going to createdequal.org. And today, on the episode today, we're going to be talking to Dr. Nancy Piercy, who's a popular author, intellectual, and apologist. Um, she's a former agnostic. Uh, Dr. Piercy studied in Heidelberg, Germany. Uh, in the 1970s and in Switzerland at Labrie Fellowship uh, under Francis Schaefer. She also earned a BA from uh, Iowa State University and an MA from Covenant Theological Seminary and pursued graduate work in history, in the history of philosophy at the Institute for Christian Studies in Toronto. Um, she's currently a professor at uh, Houston Baptist University and the author of many books, the most recent one uh, is entitled Love Thy Body, Answering Hard Questions About Life and Sexuality. And um, I know Nancy because my son attended uh, a college in uh, Bloomington, Minnesota, in which she was uh, his professor. And we had her come to Ohio. Well, actually, Zenos Christian Fellowship, which is a church nearby here, had her come in and speak as part of their summer institute about two summers ago, and we had the privilege of having Nancy address our summer intern. So Nancy, thanks for being on the program today. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to see you again. So Nancy, let's jump right into it. Um, you know, right now in the US Senate, uh, the Equality Act is being debated. And I don't think a lot of Christians know exactly what that's all about and understand the threats that the Equality Act uh, presents to uh, Christianity and so forth. Uh, I think it's kind of flying under the radar with the, you know, it's got the title Equality Act, and it sounds awful good, of course. Uh, I think it's Orwellian. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's the Inequality Act, actually. But based on your, you know, expertise here in dealing with gender issues and other things, can you talk about the, the threat that the Equality Act uh, poses for Christianity and free speech. Right, I, I agree with you that it's an incredibly dangerous act and that it will in fact impede not only a free speech, but um, it, it'll be actually disastrous for Christian organizations, whether Christian churches, Christian ministries, Christian schools and universities, um, pro-life groups, uh, any any sort of Christian organization, because what it basically does is it, it it makes the LGBT agenda uh, politically the only the only position you may hold. In other words, if you hold a Christian view of sexuality, that will be made illegal. And I, right. I, I think it's amazing that Christian churches and ministries have not been uh, a lot more tuned to to what's happening with the Equality Act. I, everywhere you, people read my book, Love They Body, and they become aware, and then they come and tell me, my pastor knows nothing about this. You know, my right. church is not talking about this. Why not? And so that's the question I, that that we have to ask, and that I'm glad you're doing this program, 
that why are we not talking about the incredible threat that this that this poses to the to Christian institutions of all kinds? In the past, at least Christian institutions were protected by the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Right. That was which that was passed, passed by President Clinton, right? In in the in late nineties, or was it right. the mid nineties? Uh, I think, well, I don't remember for sure, but it was definitely in the in the, in the 1990s. And right. at that p point, there was recognition that religious rights need to be balanced against some of the secular ideologies that right. are pervading our culture today. And the Equality Act explicitly says you may not use the Religious Freedom Restoration Act to protect right. religious institutions. So I don't think most Christians are aware of that, that it it's explicitly denies any sort of claim that, well, uh, as a Christian school, a Christian university, or a Christian church, a Christian um, therapy organization, that I don't have to accept the LGBT agenda because it's contrary to my religious beliefs. No, you are not protected anymore. You will be forced to accommodate people who hold LGBT agenda. Yeah, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that this is one of the greatest threats to uh, not just religious liberty, but uh, you know, this is where, at least from what I understand, that the government is going to be able to, to intrude into the pulpit. I mean, that they're going to have agents of the federal government that are going to be monitoring speech as to see whether this is uh, this is discrimination or hate speech or whether it fits within the guy what they what they believe is Christianity. Right. It's care you need to read the act very carefully because it says any gathering, that's its term, any gathering uh, that that you know pre that presents a point of view. So and it also could include online. It could include your tweets. It could include mm. your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So it, it, everyone is affected by this act. Uh, that's what we need to help people to realize. You're not going to there'll be no place to hide from the federal government's overreach. Right. And I, I, you know, like you, I don't understand why pastors aren't aware of this, other than the fact that they've been, many of them have been kind of asleep at the wheel for our generation. But there's no excuse on this one. I think we know what's going on. This would amend the 1964 Civil Rights Act to basically put LGBT rights on the same plane as racial and, uh, you know, uh, gender issues, right? I mean, fame, male, female, isn't that what it does? Exactly, right. By amending the 1964 Civil Rights Act, what it basically says is that for uh, a person's sexual orientation or gender identity is at the same status as their race or religion and right. re receives the same protection. Well, of course, what the problem with that is that sometimes that it will contradict those two rights contradict one another. Uh, you can't have you can't have sexual orientation and gender identity on the same level as religion, when some people's religion, in fact, many people's religion, not just Christians, you know, but conservative Jewish people and conservative Muslims and others, um, their their theological and moral beliefs are in contradiction to the LGBT, LGBT, LGBTQ agenda. So. They're on a collision course with one another, and essentially the federal government is saying when they collide, it's the homosexual and transgender ideology that wins. That wins. That's right. So, folks, here, I want you to get out a pen and paper. We need you to call the U.S. Senate, uh, and what you can do is when you call this number, it's a switchboard, so they'll say what state you're from. 
Then you have two senators, so you got to make two phone calls. Uh, the phone number is 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. Call your U.S. senator. Tell them that you want them to vote against the uh, so-called Equality Act, because right now it's a daily thing. I mean, they are right now debating in this. It could come to a vote any time, and we need to be on this. We need to be uh, burning up their phone lines in Washington right now. So, again, 202-224-3121. Nancy, I want to get into the book a little bit. This is your most latest. This is your latest book here, Love Thy Body, uh, Answering Hard Questions About Life and Sexuality. Uh, As you know, since last last time you are here, we talked about this. This was required and is required reading for our uh, interns here at Created Equal. Uh, and and uh, if you would, what does it mean to love thy body? Yeah, this is, I'm helping Christians come up with a more positive message so that they can be more effective in the public square. Christians are known for having a basically negative message, right? When they talk about sexual issues or sexual right. orientation. Don't do this, don't do that. Right. <laughs> exactly. Don't do it. It's a sin. And there's something right. wrong with wrong with you if you're doing it. And Love Thy Body gives them a different way of approaching it. It's a way of saying, well, let me let me back up. It's it's even my even my gay friends will acknowledge that on the level of biology, physiology, anatomy, chromosomes, males and females are counterparts to one another. That's how the human sexual and reproductive system is designed. So if you embrace a same-sex identity, you're essentially contradicting your biological design. You're saying, why should my identity as male or female have any say in my moral choices? Why should my biological sex have any voice in deciding who I have a sexual relationship with? So we have to help people to realize that that's a profoundly disrespectful view of the body. Uh, that it's Christianity that actually has a high view of the body that says, no, you are meant to take your identity from your body. You are meant to honor and respect your biology. In in Love Thy Body, in, in the book, I give several anecdotes. It's full of stories. And uh, one of them was a young woman who lived as a lesbian for several years and today is married to a man and has two children. And she said, the the turning point came when I realized, I, she said, I decided to trust that God had made me female for a reason. And I wanted to honor my body by living in accord with the creator's design. So that's the language I'm trying to help Christians adopt is honor my body, live in accord with the creator's design, Mm -hmm. uh, live, live in, uh, in, in harmony with my biological sex. It's this internal coherence and unity as opposed to uh, internal conflict. And I I have found that even secular people uh, have, even secular people will resonate with that sort of a positive message. Again, my guest today is uh, Dr. Nancy Piercy. And folks, if you want to get a hold of this book, there's two ways to do it. If you want to donate to our organization, Created Equal, you can go to createdequal.org and give $50. Uh, with that, we will send you this book uh, as part of that gift. You can also go to nancypiercy.com. The book is available there if you want to get it directly. And of course, you can go to Amazon as well. 
I exhort you, if you're a Christian and you want to know what's going on in this whole, uh, all this confusion regarding gender and gender identity and the LGBTQ revolution that's taking place in America, you've got to read this book, Love Thy Body, Answering Hard Questions About Life and Sexuality. Uh, Nancy, in the book, you, you talk about personhood theory. Uh, and that the law no longer recognizes biology, male, female, and so forth. Uh, if you would talk about that, I don't think a lot of people understand what personhood theory is. Yeah, it, it's most obvious in the issue that you're very concerned about, which is abortion. Abortion, right. Many people don't realize uh, how secular bioethicists argue for abortion. You know, they're the ones mm-hmm. who are setting the tone for our culture. So we need to be reading the secular bioethicists, what are their arguments? Well, secular bioethicists all acknowledge, pretty much all acknowledge that life begins begins at conception. That's mm-hmm. not an issue anymore. They will say the fetus is human. The evidence from DNA and genetics is just too strong to deny it. So how do they defend abortion then? Well, they say at a certain point, the fetus is merely human. Genetically right. human, merely. biologically, yeah, merely is the key word, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> but it's genetically human, it's biologically human, it's, you know, what we can know mm-hmm. scientifically. Mm-hmm. And then at some later point, it becomes a person, usually defined in terms of some kind of cognitive functioning, mental right. abilities. Excuse me? Sentience. Or, or oh, sentience. Sentience, right, right, self-awareness, and so on. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they basically treat these as two completely separate things. And so, and it's actually called personhood theory. You asked, your question was, what's personhood theory? Well, that's what it's called. It's it's saying that as long as you're merely human, you have no human rights, you have no moral status, you do not warrant legal protection. You only acquire legal protection once you become a person. Of course, as you, as anyone listening can figure out, the problem with that is that if you divorce personhood from biology, then how do you define it? It turns out every secular bioethicist defines it at a different place. There is no objective criteria. And so it becomes completely arbitrary. Right. And so we understand how that works with abortion, obviously, and and, uh, created equal. We talk about that all the time. But how is that applied to the LGBT revolution? Good. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because that's what's unique about my book, Love Thy Body, is it helps people right. people to see that there's a common worldview underlying mm-hmm. all these issues, which which doesn't make does make it easier for Christians to be able to figure out how to respond effectively. So it's most most obvious with the transgender issue because transgender activists themselves say that my body has nothing to say about who I am in terms of my my uh, gender identity. My biological sex has nothing to do with my gender identity. It's not part of my authentic self. A BBC mm-hmm. documentary put it this way. It said, at the core of the debate is the idea that my mind can be at war with my body. So my mind is complete, not only separate, but actually in opposition to, in contradiction to, my biological identity. And of course, in that war, it's the mind that wins. It's the mind that counts. So it's the denigration of the of the body. So this has really changed the debate for many Christians because 
typically we're thought, Christianity is thought to be otherworldly, right? It's to say that this world does not have very much value. But it turns out that in fact, compared to the secular ideology today, it's Christianity that says, no, 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 our bodies have great value and dignity because they're the handiwork of God. You know, God created us for a reason. God, God is a loving creator and our, what God creates has value. And so we're in the position now of arguing against secularism that our body has immense value and significance. And even secular people are starting to see this. You'll start to see secular critics of transgenderism are saying it expresses body hatred. That's a term right. you'll see now. It expresses yeah, and I want to get to that. So body let me break hatred. in here for a second. Folks, I, uh, I want you to take action. There's two things you can do. The first is you need to voice your concern, your opposition to the Equality Act, which is Inequality Act, I call it actually, but it's in, it's in the U.S. Senate right now. And you can um, call them, the, the switchboard that is, at 202-224-3121, and they'll route you to whatever senator in your state. And there are two of them, so you want to make two phone calls. Because this vote could come any day, and it certainly is going to be one of the most destructive things that has ever come down the pipe, at least in my in, pike in my day, in my my uh, lifetime, and we've got to be very very concerned about it. So again, two zero two 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 four three one two one, and also if you want to pick up the book Live Love Thy Body, you can do that by going to createdequal.org. The store is there for fifty dollars. We'll send you the book, or you can go to Nan if you just want to buy the book directly, go to nancypiercy.com. Uh, Nancy, we're talking about secularism here. I want to. Um, move to that because uh as you say uh, critics would say that christianity has a low view of the body but it's actually not true um that it's really western culture and has has developed this negative view of the body uh secularism has done it more than christianity um what is your response to that because as you say they're on a collision course here with with nature aren't they Yes, um, I'll, I'll tell you a, um, an interview that I read it, um, with a 14-year-old girl who had lived as a trans boy for three years. Mm -hmm. she she become a trans boy at age 11, and then at age 14, reclaimed her identity as a girl. And she said, and this is a direct quote, she said, the turning point came when I realized it's not conversion therapy to learn to love your body. Mm, and the, the interview came out after my book was already published, but it would have been a great quote for a book titled Love Thy Body. And so then you ask yourself, why does secularism have such a low view of the body? Because I still meet Christians. There's a, there was a Christian philosopher who, who reviewed my book, Love Thy Body, and he said, oh, no, no, materialist secularists have a very high view of the body because they think that's all there is, is the material world. Just because you think that's all there is doesn't mean you think it has high value or high that it has great meaning. Dar Darwin taught us that we're products of blind, material, mindless, purposeless forces. And therefore, uh, nature itself and our bodies are part of nature. Therefore, our bodies have no intrinsic purpose or dignity. And this is a low view of the body. <laughs> this is mm -hmm, not a high yeah. view of the body. And there's a, a, a well-known lesbian um, 
she's sort of a public intellectual, her name is Camille Paglia. And she actually makes this argument for homosexuality. She's a, she's a little bit of an iconoclast because she doesn't agree with other lesbians, uh, other feminists rather, who say that sex is just a social construction. She says, no, 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 nature made us male and female. Humans are a sexually reproduced species. Right. And so then you say, uh, this is, uh, her name is Camille Paglia. And so you say, well, in that case, how do you defend being a lesbian? And mm -hmm. her response to that is, why not defy nature? And that's her word. She says, and this is a direct quote. She says, fate, not God, has given us this flesh. We have absolute claim to our bodies and may do with them as we see fit. So that's the logical connection. If our bodies are products of mindless, purposeless forces, they have no intrinsic purpose that we are morally obligated to respect. They give no clue to our identity. We don't need to take our moral, uh, uh, any moral message from our bodies. We may do with them as we see fit. So that's what the message I'm trying to help people see is that the secular world actually denigrates the body, has a low view of the body. And it is Christianity that teaches that the body has high value and dignity because it was made by a loving creator who has a purpose for us. And it, science itself shows that living things have a purpose. You know, eyes are made for seeing, ears are made for hearing, wings are made for flying, fins are made for swimming, and, and the entire development of the organism is directed by an inbuilt plan or blueprint. So what Christians are saying is that when we live in accord with that plan, that order, that design, then we will be happier and healthier. So what we have is a very positive message. Again, Nancy Piercy, my guest today, go to nancypiercy.com. Uh, Nancy, we had about uh, two minutes left and I'll, I'll try to get in uh, two questions, but we'll at least get with one of these. Uh, you know, it's been, what, a year or so? I don't remember how long you wrote the book and, and been talking about these things. But where do you see this heading? I mean, we are like on a light speed. The moral evolution is just blowing up in front of our faces. We have the Equality Act. Where is this going? Well, let me say that one of the most important things for Christians to do is get allies there are a lot of secular people who are becoming concerned about the transgender movement. Um, mm -hmm. two, I would say there are two main reasons. They're very concerned about children being put on puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, having healthy Agreed. body parts removed, like mastectomies and so on. By the, by the way, I'm sure you saw Rand Paul uh, talking to the, uh, I, the, the woman, who, or uh, she's a trans woman, right? right? Running or trans man, sorry, running for uh, or trying to get approved to the health health department of the U.S. federal government or something. Did you see right, that? Right, I, I did. Trans woman. That is a trans biological, woman, <laughs> biological I male. I know. it's it. I think the language is intentionally confusing. But anyway, a trans woman okay. is a biological male. Yes, right. I did. So there's two things that are winning out in terms of rational, secular people, <laughs> reasonable people who are not Christians are very concerned about children mm -hmm. and they're very concerned about women's sports. Right. So those are two of the issues on which we should be making allies. And I happen to be in a group called Hands Across the Aisle, which consists of conservative Christian women and radical leftist 
lesbian socialist women. And we have come together over the trans issue and we are working wow. together. We're, we're, and it's, it's great Strange fun. bedfellows, as they say, right? <laughs> but we're writing uh, op-ed pieces and, uh, and wow. testifying before Congress and things like that. We're working together. So I would say that one of the most important strategies for Christians today is to find allies among reasonable non-Christians because the, the T, the LGBT, the transgender part of that is a, is a bridge too far, even for a lot of secular people. Mm -hmm. And my guest today has been Dr. Nancy Piercy, and you can pick up her book by going to nancypiercer.com. And folks, I want you to take action right now uh, and call your U.S. Senator. And the phone number is 202-224-3121. And you want to voice your opposition to the Equality Act, which is now being debated in the U.S. Senate. It's already passed the House. In fact, it passed the House twice in the last Congress, but it was shut down in the Senate. Now we don't have the votes. I mean, unless, you know, we have some crossover votes from Democrats to stop this thing. So 202-224-3121. The Republicans need all called, too. But you need to call if you have a Democrat in your state that's a U.S. senator. He needs to know, too, that you oppose this. 202-224-3121. And if you want to get this book, Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy, answering hard questions about life and sexuality. You can go to nancypiercy.com or you can give a donation to Created Equal, the organization I head up by going to our store at createdequal.org. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil. plague in America, Call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.